Hey everyone, this is Dave Cohen from Guitar Tales. We are thrilled to be here, even though we are separate right now. And we're kind of making history right now under challenging circumstances. Uh, we're all trying to stay safe. We're um, really working through social distancing to keep everyone better. And hopefully we'll get out of this really soon. Uh, but we're thrilled tonight to have with us Dave Crum from Big Bang Baby. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Thanks for having me, Dave. So it, it took us probably about two or three hours work today. We finally figured out that Facebook no longer has the feature for multiple people to be on Facebook Live. So we'll be broadcasting this on Facebook Watch instead of using uh, Skype to record a call right now. So thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. So where are you right now? You're, you're in your basement, you're some part of your house. Yeah, it's a basement studio. So th th this is, I mean, from what I can see from where I'm right now, this looks like a really amazing studio. So for all the folks who are stuck in their homes, at least for your music, it looks like you have a lot available to you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's smaller than it looks, uh, but it's, it's it's a good size, and I could get everything I need done. Uh, size wasn't really a limitation for any of the things I need to do so far. Like I don't record my bands down here. Usually okay. Lessons, and I do um, what I'm looking at. Like it was desk with all my uh, you know, my studio monitors and and plugins and things like that. So, right. You yeah. told me what. When we were setting up, you said you're looking at a widescreen computer uh, screen right now, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then the other thing that I uh, we talked about a little bit as we were setting up, I'm about to point to my phone right now, but uh, to your right, you have not an amplifier, but a modeling unit. What is that? Yeah, this is a temper profiler down here. Um, I have two of them. Actually, I've got this temper stage, which is just an all-in-one floor unit. And um, I started out with the Kemper Earth unit, which looks like a little like space age toaster. Okay. And I started out with that and I really liked it. And then I went to a rack unit. And I have that here. You can't see it off camera, but I'm pointing at it. Um, and I have that. It's a powered head. Where I could plug that into a cabinet and take that with me. And then I went and got this stage afterwards because it's still more mobile. I could take this to a casino easily. And I don't need I don't need to bring a speaker. I could just plug into the house system, and they could just give some back in my my wedge up front, and I'm good to go. So that's interesting. So you're really, as you said to me as we were setting up, that's not an you don't use an amplifier per se. No, I haven't used a traditional amplifier. Um, well, I've gone back and forth. I ha I used one for a while when I first was with Big Bang Baby uh, when I first started in, in 2013. I was using a traditional tube amp with um, an effect unit and a complex switching system, but it was big, it was heavy. I actually bought a van just so I could put around this thing. It was like the size of a small refrigerator. Right, right, right. You know, but then that started giving me some problems here and there, so then I went back to the model world. So, you know, one of the things we talked about is that, you know, you will be in the studio with us as soon as uh, we're all able to physically be together at once. So we're still going to do a traditional Guitar Tales episode and learn a lot about you. But we thought this is a great opportunity to see your studio and let you kind of show off. I'm asking you to. You weren't offering to show off. But I, I've watched a number of your videos and you'll notice I have no guitar in my lap right now because I'm sort of in Wayne's World fashion, not worthy. <laughs> So, uh, why don't you show us a little bit about what that mo is modeling? What's the word that comes after modeling unit, modeling rack? 
Um, well, modeling is, it, Kemper likes to use the term profiling. Okay. A little bit of a different, modeling units basically, and unit would be correct, modeling units basically, um, what they do is they replicate all of the aspects of physical amplifier and put that in their box and then okay. of, of what, of how to get the sound uh, and what a profiling unit, which is the first one to do this, is what they actually do, they take a, kind of an audio snapshot of the amplifier itself. So how they do it is they actually take a mic, a couple of microphones and record the waves of, of I've never profiled an amplifier myself, but I right. files by some people that know what they're doing, which is, that's not my, I play them, I don't do the model, I don't do the profiling myself, but um, some of these people are really good at making great profiles of really sought after amplifiers, and it's a more complicated process, I guess, but it really just okay. takes a snapshot of that amplifier. So um, it really sounds just like, like you hear a recording of one amplifier, like a Marshall CM800, and you hear this, the uh, profile of that, they sound identical. And there are arguments with people like, oh, it doesn't sound like the real thing or it doesn't feel like the real thing. And I, I agree this uh, difference in the way it feels. Right now I'm playing through this little head rush um, power speaker right here. And okay. And I feel like my Marshall um, amp way back there, but well, let's see it. It's not going to sound like my Marshall 412 back. It just doesn't doesn't feel the same. It doesn't have the same response. It doesn't move the air. But when it's all going to the PA anyway, when That's they're true, right. a speaker or it's coming out of this unit, to me, it sounds close enough where I choose the convenience. And I, it's all in one box, too. Well, I mean, you know what the cool thing is? I think you could put it through its paces and show us a little bit about what it does right now. Sure, yeah. yeah. Have some fun. Yeah, so this is, uh, I use this as like my main lead tone. It's, um, it's a Marshall JCM 800 that Michael Britt profiled. I use a lot of his profile. Um, and it's, a, it's just a good solid. It's a solid sounding Marshall. And I, I've got a little delay up there and a little boost in volume for. So it's got it's got a bite. It's got enough hurt, but it's very clear sounding. You can hear the note like I play. Right. You can hear the sevens too. If I play seven chords and things like that, you can hear all intricacies of a chord, a complex chord, it doesn't um, saturate so much where you can't hear that. So and you, that could, yep. and you could change sounds more quickly than if you were using a physical unit. Like if I go uh, right here is the main clean tone. So that's a obviously completely different amplifier sound. You know, if you had a Marshall, you can get a clean sound. Some Marshalls get clean, but not like a Fender clean, you know? No, no, right, right. Fender is a much cleaner, warmer sound than a Marshall. So that's what that's based on. It's more based on Fender. So that's 
So that's that. And then I've got some really like heavily affected um, ones with like some delay. Some modulated bass sounds. I've got some really ambient type sounds that I've been using and experimenting with too. This. That sounds nice. I hear so, a little bit of Steve Howe going on there. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, and I've got I've, I've got a bunch of actually out outboard pedals here too, um, from different manufacturers that further manipulate the sound for my own thing. I mean, I don't use a lot of that with like Big Bang Theory, um, but my own thing, which I'm really into electronic music. Okay, so show uh, us a little bit about that. Some of the things maybe you're working on. Well, um, I've got. Like a uh, off synth pedal here too, which is uh, really cool sounding. I can take my regular Marshall sound and add a sound on top of it. Turn that up so you can hear it. That sounds great. Yeah, it really sounds uh, not like a guitar anymore, but that's that's the whole point is to get it to sound you know, uh, electronic and, and which I really like that hybrid um, rock and electronic sound. I really like that. That's, that's the style of music that I write is 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 based a lot on that. It's it's a lot of dance music, electronic dance music, and all the guitar heroes that I grew up like, you know, listening to and loving. So, That's pretty cool. And then what kind of guitar is that you're playing right there? This is a music man. It's a, a Steve Bukather model. Steve Bukather, of course, from um, Toto and uh, right. done everything. He's played with everybody. This is a really great guitar. It's got a, I think, um, I think this is a walnut neck. A walnut neck thing. It's like, dark. It's very dark. Yeah. And the color is great. It's um it's olive gold. It's oh look at that. Holds on there. Yeah. So oh, I saw my own reflection on your guitar from your computer right. screen. It's kind of scary. Yeah, very scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is a great guitar. I use this in um I use this in my missing pieces video, uh with one of one of my tracks. Uh, and I uh every time I post that video or a clip from it on like some guitar I go, wow, that's great. You know, it's oh, it's a really nice looking guitar. And uh, now I know that I promoted this a little bit. Um, apparently, you've got about 30 guitars back there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and down here, I've got a little more than half. I've got a few others around the rest of the house, but yeah. So, what are some of your other favorite guitars you have down there? Ah, yeah. Well, I'll like show you. One of the benefits while you're setting up of um, doing this kind of remote shot like this, which we can't always do in the studio. Right. Our guests usually bring me two, three guitars at the most. So yeah, show us what, um, some other guitars you've got there. Um, this is one of my favorites. This is a 1977, like me. <laughs> this is a 1977 Les Paul Custom. Oh, that's beautiful, man. 
that, that red stark black in there with the white. That's really nice. I bought what? it pretty much all original except for the uh, the the knobs. Some of the different knobs on it. The original had those like cap knobs on. Right. Um, but I got this about 2013, and okay. I had new frets put on it right away because these guitars actually came with really small frets to begin with, and you know the, the frets on that by that point I was four years old, so yeah. they do for a change. So I put brand new frets on them, and these frets last, outlast the rest of the guitar. These frets are amazing. And then what about the pickups? You didn't do anything with their original Gibson pickups? Yeah, I didn't change them at all. Very low output um, compared to. You know some more, more modern high gain, um, more high gain, less like humbucker uh, uh, pickups. Right. They're pretty low output. But they are humbuckers, right? They're they're dual. But they're way more classic rock sounding than like more modern. <laughs> It's very warm sounding. Yeah. I like that. But they're dual coil, right? Change them at all. Yeah, I love them. That sounds really nice. So what else you got down there? Yeah. Make you switch again. We're making you work today. That's cool. Uh, this is a pretty unique Les Paul that I have, too. Um, I got this U. I don't even know... Where, like, who did this? And of course, it's plugged into. So this oh, look is. look at that. Yeah, somebody did this finish on it, and I got it. I saw it used in a guitar um, place up by me, Lark Street Music in Phoenix. And right. I, I had to have it. And it That's wasn't. very cool. The yeah. is, is it me, or the body looks kind of fat? Is it just the paint job, or is it a, a really thick body? Yeah, it's basically it's a Les Paul classic, and somebody just did this really cool looking um, paint job on. I did change the pickups on there. I put some, some more Duncans in there. Yeah, they don't look original. Yeah, right. the original pickups in the Les Paul classics. Either Les Paul, I do have a Les Paul classic. Yeah, let me see that one. Um, this is my first Les Paul. I got this in like 1996, 95, 96 around there. First Les Paul classic, and I put uh, verse buckers in there too. It, the pickups it came with it was way, way too hot. I don't right. know why they they did that, but I, I don't know anybody like the original pickups that they put in the Les Paul classic. Um, okay. I had them changed. I couldn't use this guitar. I was playing a telly with humbuckers too, and every time I would switch guitars, the sound man would be like, "What did you do? <laughs> like, right, why right, right. So much louder than your telly." So now, I, I, I put the new pickups in it. Now, do you, so what, uh, what other, I see a lot of Gibson behind you. What yeah, else you got? My Gibson wall. I mean, I also have the outside. I've got, um, I've got a flying V and an Explorer or two, but I've got quite a few less balls. Uh, this one I keep for uh, my rock band, my original rock band. This is a Gibson Voodoo. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. And is I it tuned up already? I'm sure all your guitars are tuned up, right? Yeah, this one is actually drop tuned for um, play this one with my with my original rock band, um, 60 Miles Down. So it's you want to plug it in so we can yeah. hear it a little bit? Yeah, that's a cool looking guitar. This one's in drop C. 
So, so tell us about that. What's, what's the main reason why you're doing that? Um, when, when, when I joined the band, that's what they were already playing in. Okay. This tuning. So, um, I just, you know, went with it. Um, it's, it's the main reason is just for heaviness. You know, okay. a lot of metal bands will, uh, metal and hard rock bands will tune down low. So um, I actually have a few songs on my own that I, I wrote, like my, the last that I came out with, Ignite the Cosmos, last year in this. And I used this guitar in that video, too. That sounds very cool. Yeah, it's heavy, you know. And I got another, I got another Les Paul that's in the same tuning as well. You know, you got to have a backup. For everything you know in case right right now, are you an sg guy at all or are you just if you're in the world of gibson are you always les pauls no i have um i actually love fenders a lot more okay but uh there's something about i i love playability of fenders way more than gibson's um i love my gibson's i love where they sound but uh, i'll show you my main guitar for a long time sure i'd love to see that This guy right here. This guy oh, look is. Look at that. It's a Mexican Telecaster that I got in uh, probably like '95 or '96, and okay. um, I changed the bridge. I put an American Standard bridge on there. Put uh, Seymour Duncan Jazz and a Seymour Duncan Hot Rails in the bridge, and a coil tap. And I, I got this because at the time I was in college studying jazz. My favorite guitarist was Mike Stern, and Mike played a Telecaster with humbuckers in it. So I wanted, you know, kind of the same idea. So I modified this Telecaster so it would sound like that, and and it it got me through. I could do jazz gigs on this guitar. I've been to jazz many jazz groups and funk bands with horns, and I was able to cover so much ground with this guitar. This guitar can really play jazz, it can play blues, it can play rock, it can play anything. This guitar is amazing. sound like a, a telly much with this but, if but, you, it, uh, but it's a it's an aggressive sounding guitar very yeah but if i you know if i back off and i pull up the coil tap it'll sound very bright so i could make it tellier sounding right you know? right and and it looks i like the neck it looks like it's had a lot of uh experience that neck i could see it's yeah. kind of you know it's darkened a bit I did play this guitar probably most out of any of the guitars I have because I've had, it's one of my oldest guitars. Um, and I really, I put my, I'm definitely mileage in this one for sure. This and is they're kind of the, they're the fastest of all the guitars you've talked about, I would think, right? Like a fast, the fastest neck? Yeah, well, they don't have much of a lacquer on This one doesn't have much, any left at all. It's been, so you have a little more work to do with that, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's definitely compared to the Gibson. Most of the Gibsons have, uh, you know, heavy lack on it. 
it's a little right. harder to uh, to play faster. Um, but I, I like anything, you just get used to it. I mean, you can't tell like you know, uh, Slack plays plenty fast on his left ball, and you know, he's got a lack of neck. Zach Wild, the same thing. There's a lot of guys that play super fast on the West Paul. You know, it's all we, we get used to. But right, I do right. tend to like the non lacquered neck spot. It probably gives you a little more accuracy, right? Yeah, uh, it, in, in most cases. But there again, you know, it's really how much you practice with it and how much you get used to it. You know, but I, I love this guitar, definitely. That's a beautiful guitar. So. The Facebook gods have told us that uh, we're supposed to make these around 18 minutes or so long. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're at around 20 now. So I was thinking maybe if you have anything you'd like to play for us to sort of fade out our sort of pre-show interview. And we'll still get you in the studio as soon as life gets back to normal. Is there anything you'd like to play for us? Yeah, man. Let me play my, my, my greatest hit. <laughs> my, I would love that. Number one song that I've had. Um, All right. I don't really have a lot of number one, but this one is one of the uh, one of the highest rated songs. It's a it's um a tribute that I did to Joe Satriani, and it's called Cup of Joe. Oh, cool. So Joe Satriani is definitely one of my main influences, um, and I wrote this song because it immediately when I started the riff, it sounded like stand. Um, when I wrote the song, it, it sounded like a Saturday type song. So, um, now I call it Cup of Joe. It's a tribute to him. So, um, got my backing track. So, all right, so I'm ready when you are. All right, fire away, man. Now, I, I am going to have to go over here for one section of the song to use my wah-wah pedal because... That's fine. Right over here, but yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. My track Alrighty. available everywhere. All right. All right, let me just start that over. Just make test the audio, make sure it works. Back and track. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
fantastic so listen dave i want to thank you so much for joining us on sort of a strange times but little historic event for our show and we're going to get you in the studio and we're going to learn a lot more about you and not just the music uh but thanks so much for joining us thank you very much for having me all right we'll talk in every episode all righty that is so great all right you have a great night thank you so much all right bye-bye